podcast. So this week we're going to be talking about social media and the top 10, not necessarily top 10, actually just the top things that we see going wrong within social media campaigns, um, particularly within medical device. So Becca, welcome to uh, this conversation again. Hi. <laughs> Excellent. And um, okay, so there's, I think there's loads of things we can talk about. We've actually just released an article that looks at the top 10 things, which is why I said top 10 at the beginning. Um, the top 10 mistakes made in social media, but actually a lot of them grouped together. Um, so let's maybe just sort of take them in, in, in sections. So really by the end of this podcast, hopefully we would have gone through the, the main things that we see go wrong. So that by the end of this, you'll be able to uh, very quickly see how to improve your social media campaigns um, and just you know improve their conversion rates, things like that. So what would be the number one thing? There's loads of number one things, but what do you think is the number one, number one thing, we'll get to another one later, that goes wrong in social media campaigns? For me, there is actually only one number one thing. I bet no. I disagree. And I'm sure we will disagree. Yeah. For me, the number one thing that goes wrong is people not having a goal or an objective to their social media. And normally these are people who have just been like, well, everyone's on social media, so we should be on social media too. And that is their whole goal, just being on social media. Um, and that doesn't work. I think if you're going to be on social media, you need an objective. Mm. Is it for brand awareness? Is it for sharing knowledge? Is it for, if you have a product selling directly to consumers, is it a revenue source? Like, what is your goal being on social media? And then next to that, who are your audience? They go hand in hand for me. Know who your goal, not having a goal and not knowing who your audience is, it's always going to make your social media campaign fall flat before it's even started. I think ours are probably similar then-ish. So you would say not having an objective and not understanding your audience well enough. And I would say not sitting it within a bigger campaign because people need to see you so many times in order to take action. It can't just be one channel that drives that. Um, so I think it does fit across, but actually we're saying similar things because it really is, what is your objective? How are you going to achieve mm -hmm. that in a multi-channel campaign? And who are your You're right, because social media on its own, you know, isn't as effective as social media as a part of a bigger campaign. Um, and I think lots of people do look at social media as this is a source that's going to get me everything. And it, and it isn't. It, you need to be doing it alongside emails, alongside conferences, webinars. It, then your message needs to go out in multiple different ways. But for all of those messages, if you've not worked out your goal, it's not going to work because they all need to be saying the same thing. And I often also see with companies, you know, they've got one social media campaign running, talking about one of their devices, and then I see a webinar come out that's on a totally different device or a totally different indication than they're talking about on social media. And that's just confusing. You know, you need to have for a six month period, your emails, your webinars, your social media, all talking about the same topic to the point where your audience know that's you so well before you even start trying to bring in other things and over two or three years you probably will talk about different devices and different indications but you can't be doing that all at the same time it needs to be one goal across all of your platforms at a time and one audience and one audience yeah so at least you're clear on who you're talking to what they want to hear things like that so there's um there's another uh, section to this um, that I know I talk about a lot 
Um, but it's all well and good that you deliver an effective social media campaign. And this is probably another one of my biggest frustrations when it comes to social media is where are all your traffic going? <clears throat> so ultimately, for any medical device company, the biggest goal is increasing leads. In fact, for any commercial company, the biggest goal is to increase leads. And whether that be through um, you know, it, uh, completing a, tr a form saying, I would like an evaluation, or can you please have somebody come and visit me? Um, that's more that's more a conversion. So it's where are you actually pushing this social media traffic? Because otherwise, you've always got a jump of nothingness where you're expecting people to be able to jump that void and you need to break that, you, you need to put a bridge over that void. Yeah, definitely. I think some people use social media just as a branding tool, and I think that's fine. But if you're using it just as a branding tool, you then can't expect to get those leads. And I think what sometimes happens is you have like a campaign where people have been like, we've been using social media just for branding for the last six months, and now I want my leads. I'm like, okay, great, but that's not how it works. You need to have that bridge in between. You can't just go from bring a fully branding to leads with no sort of bit in the middle. So for example, starting to add call to actions to your social media posts saying like, here's more information on our website or download this link. All of that stuff needs to happen to move from being a fully branding campaign to being a lead gen campaign. Because I think there are two different elements to social media there. And if it's a lead gen campaign, you need to make sure your website is optimised to have a funnel on it so that your audience are moving through that funnel, you're answering all their questions on your website and they're coming out the other side being comfortable that they now need to get in contact with you. So it's so much bigger, I think what I'm always yeah. saying, it's so much bigger than just social media, um, <clears throat> which is one of the frustrations, in, in order to make it work. You know, you have to do that in order to make it work. So what are um, what are other mistakes that people can make? So you know we've got if we've got the right objective and, and we know what the right objective is and it's and actually we spoke about this earlier in another meeting we were in um, about vanity metrics versus sanity metrics and actually maybe you explain a little bit about that because when you're mapping out your objectives it's critical that you don't sit with vanity metrics because ultimately when you have to report on this campaign. It won't be yeah, I think you know, vanity metrics and that aren't the same for everybody, but a vanity metric is basically things that look good but provide no real value. Um, and a sanity metric is what actually drives your business, what actually gets you those leads, what actually gets you those sales. And I think to just decide what those, those uh, metrics are, look at your end goal. And if your end goal is more leads to the sales reps, then your sanity metric needs to be how many conversions, how many messages am I getting? How many appointments am I getting booked? That needs to be your metric versus impressions, which are really important and do need to be measured because that's how many people are seeing you and that's how many eyeballs are looking at your post, which is really important. But that's kind of a secondary metric. The main one needs to be how many people are contacting us. One of the things I see people always saying is, I want a thousand followers. I want 10,000 followers. I want a million followers. And I'm like, but why? But why? Like, why do you want that? And it always is a vanity metric. It always is because I want to be the biggest medical device in such and such area on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Look, but how does that drive you getting sales? And the answer is it, it doesn't. And so that would be my biggest example of a vanity metric.
But that's the only caveat to that is it would do, it absolutely would do, if your audience was only your target audience. That's true. If, if you've got a million people that are right, yes. But when you make your goal to just get followers, yes. you stop putting out content that's right for your real audience and you start putting out content that's good yeah. for the mass market. So then you do get loads of followers, but you get followers for the wrong thing. I think something that we were talking about earlier today was sort of jumping on trends. That's something people do a lot because they're like, oh, yeah. everyone's following this trend and they're getting lots of followers, so let's do it too. But then the problem is, is they're getting followers that aren't your customers, that aren't going to turn into leads, so really haven't actually added anything apart from being an extra number in your follower count. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. So it's the it's about having that primary metric that really is delivering the outcome because the impressions are fantastic yeah. if they convert because then you drive the impressions up the conversions will drive up. But if you don't have that conversion metric, who knows? In, and what I would say about your impression, impression bucket up. is so for me that's one of the metrics I do look at all the time is impressions. Um, and it's not mm. in a case of it's like oh yeah look I've got a thousand or ten thousand people looking at the post. It's actually more to see is my conversion metric working? Because if I've only had like three people message me from a post, but only five people saw the post, that post has done really well. I'm pleased with that post. But if a thousand people have seen the post, only three people have messaged me, something's wrong with the post, that, that's not worked. So that's the reason that I look at the impressions, to get a better idea of how well or not so well the post has performed. So, um, what other things do we see go more not so optimal <laughs> with social media? It. Um, I think we go back to the audience, and it's when you know who your audience is, it's really important to be where your audience is. Sounds obvious, but if your audience is on Instagram and TikTok, you should be on Instagram and TikTok. But if your audience is only on Twitter and Facebook, then you should only be on Twitter and Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear a lot of people being like, I want to be on five different social media platforms because that's going to really work. But it will be like speaking to an empty room if none of your audience is on that platform. So at that initial stage where you're working out your goals and you're deciding who you're targeting, it's really important to then look at where is that audience. Um, and we are seeing lots of companies outside of medical device moving to TikTok, for example. And I know that people are going to start saying we should be moving to TikTok too because that's where everyone's going. And for some companies, a thousand percent you should be going to TikTok. If you're, a cons if you're selling directly to consumers, great. If you're selling directly to dentists because there's a huge dentist um, group on TikTok, yes. Surgeons, surgery no point being on TikTok because you can't do their content, the right content for that platform. So doing it would just be a waste of resource and a waste of time. Whereas being on LinkedIn is the right place to be for that audience. So that would be my, one of the biggest things as well, actually, is just be where your audience are. And interestingly, even if you do want to test another platform, because there's nothing wrong, like, you know, we might get it wrong on a certain platform and actually another platform does work really well. Yeah. The important thing, again, coming back to objectives and to have really good metrics, so you can really, really quickly say, yes, this is working, no, this isn't working, because nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know what's right and wrong. Um, we can have very good ideas because of past experience, but actually, if you still want to test all the different platforms and you want to test different types of content, just make sure you're measuring it and make sure you're really reviewing those results and make actions quickly on it as well. What I'd also say about being... I'd say quickly, I should actually, let me just caveat that. 
um, because social media takes a lot longer than people think it does. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be one of the other really big issues that we see um, is <clears throat> social media campaigns running for too short a time period. Um, if you think about it, I know we see this all the time in between us, um, but in order for somebody to take any form of action, it used to be the rule of seven, but now it's more like the rule of 15 to 25 because everybody has so many messages. So if you're only going to post once a week and you're going to do it for two months and then you say this hasn't worked, well, there's no way anybody would have ever seen anywhere near enough to take action. So realistically, to build up traction, you have to be posting well, you don't have to, but you have to do it on a prolonged period. So I think doing things for too short a period, um, you do need to let it run and measure after you've done it for three months or six months or something like that, because then you'll start building traction. If you make quick decisions, um, make quick decisions. Yeah, I think <laughs> similar to being on, other plat on loads of different platforms, is people trying repurpose content which is great but their repurpose their, but their version of repurposing content is i'm going to post the same video of the same length on all of the platforms and that's going to really work for me but actually it won't because tiktok and say instagram reels the idea is to be short and fast and snappy whereas facebook and youtube um you can be a bit longer with your video content and then linkedin a bit shorter shorter than facebook and youtube but not quite as short as tiktok so yes you can just film one video but you can't just put that one video in the same format on all the platforms that you're on you then need to optimize that content for that platform so either editing it shorter or doing different snippets of it um, and i think that's something that people do wrong quite a lot they go oh instagram reels isn't working for me um, i'm just not going to use it anymore and it's their posting trying to post a five minute video well course it's not working it's actually short and snappy so that's something that i think is something when you're thinking about going onto other platforms is thinking about do i have the right content for that platform and if i don't have the right content for that platform do i have the resource to create the right content for that platform that that comes back to your audience again doesn't it yeah. because it's like understanding who your audience is and what they want to digest so it's really coming down to your personas on each of the different platforms um, and what they want to digest, how they want to digest it, and how you're going to grab their attention. But as you say beforehand, it might be that actually TikTok is more for a personal use, therefore they're really not going to want to engage with professional companies on that space. It might be totally not that, but you know, it, it totally depends on what people want to consume on those platforms as well. Yeah, I also think um, age demographics on these platforms are so different as well. So if mm. you have a, a product that is straight to consumers, um, but you know, your patient range could be from you know teenager all the way up to sort of you know a retirement age, you might want to be on all those platforms because you've got such a wide audience range. Mm which is great but then the content that somebody in their 60s or their 50s who's on facebook wants is very different in their 40s you mean in their 40s 30s late 20s on facebook on to see whereas somebody that is uh 15 on tiktok wants something totally different yeah. somebody who's you know 20s and 30s on instagram wants something totally different so it's yeah. about but very much what you said about being a consumer and looking at the different different profiles on those um, different platforms and tailoring the content for them. So what is there, I think we've actually covered an awful lot in 15 minutes. 
Um, would there be any other things? Do you see we've missed? I think we've covered most things. I think there's probably one thing that we haven't covered, um, but we might have sort of covered within something else. Um, I don't think it's what you're thinking of, but I'm going to throw it in here now. Um, it's consistency. I think I know, I know you talked about you know campaigns having to be a certain length, which is true, but also it's just being consistent. You know, if you're posting on Instagram every three day, every three times a week, every week for three months, and then you fall off the cliff, you've just told Instagram that your profile doesn't really exist anymore. So you're then essentially starting from scratch when you start up again. So it's really important to keep consistent and to constantly be posting. And there are, and that is a lot of work. And but there are ways of doing it, sort of batch doing your content, and sitting down and creating three months or six months of content up front. Um, you know, giving yourself a few gaps to do ad hoc stuff makes it a lot more manageable than every Monday morning coming in and going, oh my god, what have I got going out this week? Because what will happen is. Week one you'll do it, week two you'll do it, week three you'll go, oh I've got all those meetings this week, I just don't I just don't have time. And then before you know it, you've not posted in four weeks on any of your platforms, your impressions are going downhill and you've got to start again. Um, so being consistent is so important. Um, and if you know, second to your goals and all of that, consistency is what can make or break your social media. Actually, that's interesting because with our clients, um, we schedule everything. We don't schedule. We plan everything three months in advance. Um, we do obviously have these day gaps for ad hoc, um, but we batch produce everything that isn't ad hoc to start off with um, so that we know not only is that an efficient way of doing it, but we do have that consistency. Um, and that's sort of, we found, we found in our experience, that's the best way to do it. Other people might find different ways, um, but that's how we can be consistent. And actually with our own social media channels, we have a five week lead time on everything um, because just of the volume of content that goes out. Yeah. So it is pl planning is absolutely key. But interestingly, you talk about consistency and that wasn't the other thing that I was gonna say, but you're absolutely right. And I do talk about that a lot of time as well. Um, but I'm just looking at a post here, which I looked at recently, um, from how many times you post on each type of platform. And it says Facebook is eight to 15 times per week. LinkedIn is eight to 15 times a week. Twitter, 50, uh, five to 20 times per week. These, might, these are quite high. Instagram, five to 10 times a week. I think these are probably higher than what we see in medical devices at the moment. But I think one thing that we can certainly say, I think the high, the, the, the the most effective way that we see at the moment. If you're posting five times a week and you've got excellent content, amazing, three times a week is almost what you need to be doing in order to start building traction. Um, I think underneath that, and, and if you go lower than that, the issue of that is that people don't see every time you post, so then you come into the inconsistency because they might not see you for two weeks because they just, you know, LinkedIn just didn't happen to send your post to them. Whereas if you do three times a week and you're sending an email and you're doing this, you're going to get visibility and they're going to start seeing you in more places. I think another, well, sorry, I'm just on a bit of a roll here. I think the other really interesting way of planning social media in order just to help people to think about how to do this, because it is a lot. Um, we always talk about thinking about somebody's brain as a mosaic and you want to put an image into their brain of what you or your company or your device is. Mm -hmm. So every social media post needs to add to that mosaic 
Um, and then once you're done in your three months, that mosaic is done, and you then move on to another mosaic. Um, but it's almost saying, again, if you only post once a month, how are you ever going to fill up that mosaic or once a week? Um, you know, and, and given that people aren't going to see it on a regular basis, um, yeah, it's just not going to work. Yeah, and I think also with that, it's, you know, when I, or when I start a new sort of social media campaign with a new client, is we sit down and go, what are the three or four things you want people to know? What is that mosaic made up of? What is the ideal image your your customer or your consumer um, has about you? And then you create content pillars on, on those topics. So if you want them to know that you're really innovative, great. How do I do posts that show that you're innovative? If I want to show that you're really helping patients by streamlining sort of bed days or reducing costs that way, what posts do we do that adds to that content block? And and going and that content blocking it out three months in advance makes it easier when you have those content blocks because you're like, well, actually that's a post there about innovation. Okay, and that's another one, and that's another one, and then before you know it, you've got three months worth of posts. Whereas if you don't have those content blocks, posting trying to come up with three months worth of posts you kind of become like where do i go what am i talking about um, yeah. that's a good way of starting so it is planning is key isn't it i think that's what we're saying in all of this make sure you plan your audience make sure you plan your objectives and they they will then give you the channels you need to be on make sure you're consistent in how you're approaching it don't post for the sake of posting don't follow trends mm -hmm. um, make sure that the audience you're gathering is the audience you really want and are the audience who are potentially going to or who are going to use your products in the future yeah and i think the last one for me would be don't post and ghost which is something that oh. i say quite a bit um yeah. which is basically when you post something and then you disappear off social media and you don't interact with anything else isn't helpful. Social media platforms are designed to be sociable. So when anyone comments on your post, you should be liking and commenting on it. You should be liking and commenting on other people's posts. Um, outside of sort of medical device, people like Ryanair, um, Aldi, and all of this stuff have grown massive, massive social media accounts, not off any of their own posts purely by the comments they put on other people's posts because they would do funny posts and that's how they got they raised awareness about them and then what then happens is linkedin or whatever social media platform knows you're active and then they push in the algorithm your posts more so i think it's the first hour after you post it's the most critical for your post so we see that we see that big style on a company and personal accounts yeah but personal accounts are another interesting one aren't they which we haven't touched on um which maybe we should yeah, so personal accounts are an interesting one because I think, you know, I think there's a stat somewhere saying about how many more views a person a message gets than when it's on a um, company account. I think it's like five five times or something. I'd have to check that. But we see it. Like, if you or I share Podimos's post, we get more traction on that post than the Podimos account, even though it's the exact same copy, it's the exact same visual. It's just people will always engage more with other people so there are a few ways you can do that if you don't want to have loads of personal accounts you know having their own social media um having your sales representatives reshare the posts from your companies is, is really great um, getting them to comment on it is also really important um 
yeah, I would say that's sort of the main things there. And actually your sales reps will probably have the connections that you're after anyway from a company perspective, because people are less likely to follow a company, they're much more likely to have a personal connection with a sales rep. So that's the other real good benefit of going through there. But we definitely see that. So um, I know you're saying about my accounts, and I can also share information about my accounts, but when I share uh, on my social media, it probably is about five times the um, impressions you get versus on the company accounts. So we as standard do both. Yeah, and I think it's really important to do both. Like I, I think posting on a brand company page is, is really important um, for all the reasons that we've been talking about today. Um, but I think that posting from a social a person's account is a, a real added value as well. Um, and we do see there are some people who's you know, the CEO or the managing director or someone more senior is more of like a face of the company does all most of the posting and then the company just does um, sort of secondary posting, which can also work as well. But it's really important that company is still posting because the first time a doctor or any sort of customer sees you or hears about you, one of the first things they're going to do, they're going to Google you and they're going to check you on social media to check to find out more about you. So if they go onto your social media page or your website and there's like no information about you on there, that just is a barrier in their buyer's journey. So it's really important to have that. You know, isn't it actually? Because that's a barrier on both sides actually. Because if they Google the company and there's nothing on the company, that's a barrier there. But actually, if they're connect, uh, contacted by a, t a member of the company and there's nothing on their social media, then actually that doesn't look great either because they're both sort of reflections of what you do and what you are. Yeah. Um, you know, every time I share something on my social media, I always write something at the top because it's something that I believe in and things like this. So it's sort of actually, when you think about it that way, it's very important on both sides. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered everything there. I don't know if there's anything else uh, that stands out no. um, for me about things that we've missed. No, definitely. I think you know, my big takeaway would be planning. So yeah. plan your goals, plan your audience. Social media shouldn't be, I woke up on Monday, decided I was going on social media and I posted Monday afternoon. There needs to be a strategy behind it for it to work. Mm -hmm. And then once you start, just keep going. And fit it into a, your big other activities as well and make sure you understand where your leads are going or where you want them to go <laughs> and how you can optimise that. Exactly. Lovely. Okay, well, I hope everyone's enjoyed today's podcast. Um, we have loads of other information about everything to do with medical device marketing. So uh, please go to our website, go to our learning centre. Um, there'll be lots of other things on social media. In fact, we have a lot of articles on social media um, and there'll be a lot more being posted in the coming weeks as well. So otherwise, um, please feel free to get in contact with us and we'd be happy to answer any of your questions. Have a great day.